Welcome to Iron Bell Ministries Podcast. I'm Stephen McWhorter, and I have here with me Joel Gertis. Hi, Stephen. What's up, brother? So we today, we're going to talk. This is kind of like uh, another Iron Bell Music Podcast because we're gearing up towards um, our first release uh, that's coming in July. We are so excited as a ministry um, to get to finally birth Get that baby out. <laughs> Get it. Uh, so, uh, but today, you know, we want to talk a little bit, you know, the heart of the ministry, this ministry, we always say is the people. And so the stories uh, behind those people, we feel like are important because we also feel like they apply to everyone else um, in some shape or form. They're going to speak to people's lives and the things that they're going through. And so, you know, behind every one of the songs that we're going to be releasing as a ministry is a story, uh, and more than just the story of the song, but the journey of the person mm-hmm. leading up to be able to write those songs and to get into that place with the Lord. And today, uh, I just want Joel and I, we're going to sit and just talk, and Joel's going to share his story uh, into uh, his journey into writing these songs and what the Lord brought you through, man, to get to this place um, right. with him. So there's that, um, I can't remember who said it, maybe it was uh, Greg's, Gregory repeats this often where he'll say you know god first wants to do a work in you before he does a work through you yeah and basically what that is is it's testimony god's going to carry you through something teach you something so when you teach it it's just not content it's life so it becomes story because then the story is saturated in deeper meaning it's like then the, the person that's sharing that story has the authority to share it and say, no, God really did come through for me in this way. Yeah. So uh, when you say, you know, the fabric of who we are really is the people and the stories that they've lived, it's not a coincidence that God has, you know, sewn us into the same quilt, so to speak, that your story, my story, um, Josh, Greg, Shelley, and several of the other people that are really uh, integral to the music side of uh, what's happening at Iron Bell are knit together. Yeah. And so part of my story is not too dissimilar from yours in that I'd been a part of music for a very long time, out of college, worked at a church and did uh, worship leading, and um, but knew there was, there was more to experience of God, didn't know how to really tap into that. Uh, my wife and I ended up planning a church down in Florida back um, when we were first married, um, came home after just one year, about 11 or 12 months into that process. And I was really, I had my head hanging low because I had been fired from that job. Mm. The, the senior pastor and I were, our relationship was, uh, there was some tension there and some friction and everything about the experience was amazing except for the, <laughs> that part of the relationship. And so I came back in this, um, just really down, very blue, like questioning, do I have what it takes? Why am I doing music? Um, And it was interesting. We have a mutual friend. His name's Dan Wiglip. Dan was leading, uh, or not leading. (laughs) That's an interesting way to put it. He was performing (laughs) songs at Starbucks. And I worked in the uh, interim while Toby and I were trying to figure out what are we going to do with our lives. We were both working at Starbucks, met Dan. Dan caught wind that Joel plays music. Joel, get up here and play a song. I play a song. He goes, what are you doing behind the bar making lattes? You need to be up here up front um, doing songs. I go, I don't even know how to get into this. I don't yeah. know anybody. He says, you know me, basically. It's like I'm paraphrasing, but he opened every door for me. 
he set the whole thing up. He said, I, I'm going to so get awesome. you into this. And so within, within two weeks, he had already gotten me eight gigs all across uh, the city at different mm-hmm. cafes and other places. And just I, de- I was able to develop all these long-term relationships because of Dan. Wow. Well, and Dan wasn't even a believer then. That's a long story. We'll, right. we'll share that at some other yeah. point because he's, a, he's an amazing man of God yes, now. Yes, he is. And uh, out of that, I ended up forming a band. I'm still doing these uh, independent sing, you know, shows on my own, singer-songwriter kind of cafe deals. But then I form a band. It's like, hey, let's go, play some, let's go play some places. That spins into a record deal. Never in a million years would I have dreamed that somebody would say, I'm going to fork out my own money to produce the music that you're writing. But that's what happened. And it was interesting because I felt like, okay, I'm finally coming into this place that God's created me for. I'm, I have purpose. I have meaning. I have significance. And yeah. uh, we were in, in that relationship for about two years. And I remember committing to the Lord, if, if we don't have any music out... <laughs> in two years because they told us it's gonna be six months you're gonna have a uh, uh ep which might be a four or five song album we're gonna send it to radio if it's not done in two years i'm done hmm. and because i we had just started a family we had kids and i'm like i want to i want to stick this out and <clears throat> it was at the end of the two years we'd actually just had some tremendous exposure we got to play with some national acts and even the label scratching their head like, how did this band, how did Joel Curtis get these opportunities? Because it's like they came out of nowhere and they were totally God opportunities. But I felt the Lord saying, walk away. I'm like, it's time to walk away. And this is the day our single is going to radio. Mm-hmm. We have a thousand CDs. That's when we used to use CDs. It's, it's, it's hard to say that that's an archaic technology, but it was yeah. it, like in today's standard. And uh, they were all addressed, labeled, stamped, ready to go. Yeah. And I was like, guys, I have to walk away. And I burnt some bridges in the process. Made a l- <laughs> There were some people that were really unhappy with me, but I knew in my heart that God was saying, walk away. Mm. I'm like, okay. I did, but in the process, I lost the desire to even want to write, to perform, to do anything. Mm. And it was a few... Couple, probably about three or four years later, I'm, I find myself at Greg and Shelley's house. And Greg and Shelley Diedrich um, yep. are the founders here for Iron Bill Ministries. So I'm I'm in their home, and it's one of the very first worship gatherings. It's probably the second one. I was just telling Joel that. I, that's not for anyone else. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't remember who they were. Thank you for that point, Stephen. <laughs> so anyway, we're we're in this worship gathering, and this was the first experience where I'd ever gone up for prayer, and. Uh, had this experience. I'll share that in a minute. But, you know, after every worship gathering, they'll open it up for uh, a prayer time, personal ministry time. And uh, the pattern was you just go up and they pray for you. They don't ask you any questions. They don't even ask your name most of the time. And they just start praying. Well, it was my first experience being prayed for by a complete stranger, but it felt like they were reading my mail. And I remember, like yesterday, there's this guy named Grant. I later, later developed a uh, friendship with him. And uh, his wife and a couple others, they were praying for me, and they all kind of had the same thing going on, where they would say, <clears throat> are you a songwriter? And they've never met me before in my life. I'm like, I've written songs. They're like, well, God's telling us he wants you to want it. Mm. I'm like, 
And they're like, does that make sense? I'm Did like, they sing yeah. it? I want you <laughs> to want it. And I'm like, yeah, that makes sense. Because I, the, the passion, the desire to actually do that had, you know, just been, you know, raked over the coals. And it's like, for me, writing songs and pursuing music hurt. Yeah. It was painful. It's like, I didn't no, want to pursue no. that. And then God, yeah. God's like, I made you to do that. I want you to do it. So my spiritual act of obedience after that point was, okay, all I know to do is pick up the guitar and try. And it, you know, it felt like it used to, which was, eh, you'll, you'll write 10 what's, things. What's the difference between mopping and doing that? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, there's times where you're like, you, you, you've experienced this where you yeah. might write 10 things and maybe one out of the 10 might pique your interest and it's yeah. memorable. And you're like, yeah. I might let's explore this one and but nothing that was like over the top um amazing right. you know when you're like wow i love this creative process and i love the result mm. well for about a year i would i was doing that and i remember uh, pretty vividly um just even coming up to you uh one day at the iron bell and say hey what would it look like if a couple of us just got together and started writing some songs out of our experience here and just see what god wants to do with that and maybe because i just had this picture where god's like maybe i'll help fund what is happening in the ministry here through the songwriting right. that's the only picture i had this is before shelly got her big revelation like god wants to do something with yeah. a new sound out of this place mine was just more like Maybe God can, can get maybe, some gas money. Maybe we can make some gas money and pay for the lawn mowing. Maybe the Lord wants to transform nations. Can I get some gas money though? <laughs> oh, these people, these poor people that are listening to this right now, They're like these goofballs. Uh, so anyway, so anyway, you know what what happened as a result of that was um, God started started saying yes. Yeah. you're on the right track. Start doing this. Um, and then a whole new operating system. So it's like you've you've developed it, I've developed it, or discovered it, so to speak, where God wants us to adore Him, and we're discovering His nature. And out of that intimate place, we start dis- discerning, sensing His uh, His um, prodding and His leading, mm. and sensing where His Spirit's moving. And and one day it just kind of clicked with me. I'm like, well, if I can do that for my life, and just kind of ask him for wisdom and what I'm doing just in my daily routine and on the macro level for my family, like where you're leading us, where you want to do in this season of our yeah. life, Lord, you could do that for writing yeah. songs, couldn't you? And he's like, sure. yeah. So what I started doing was just sitting with my guitar and just started strumming chords. And if the, I liked the chords and it started painting a picture in my mind and I'd ask the Holy Spirit, Hey, what do you want to say over this? Mm. And songs would come. And, you know, songs like Sons and Daughters, and I'm sitting on my, the edge of my bed just worshiping him, not intending to write a song, yeah, but a song coming out of my expression of worship. And I come out the other side of that like, oh, my goodness, this is mm. the best thing ever. And I can never, I can't go back to the old way of what I would call craft writing, yeah, where it's not that that's bad. Because um, we, the, I'm sure the church is totally encouraged by so many songs that were written by people that are of a, a craft nature. But what God had been showing me is how much He wants His church to hear what He's saying, yeah. not just uh, re-envisioning 
um, songs that maybe we've heard all of yeah. our life through scripture or psalms that we just want to re-envision, but what is he saying right now about us, about mm-hmm. our world? Maybe it's about your specific city or your church or your family. Yeah, and you know, for you, man, uh, you're, you. it reminds me of something that um, I heard Ray Hughes say when I was at a conference with him. He said, um, songwriters, stop writing next year's hit and start writing the next generation's language to God. Mm-hmm. And I think you do that well, like better than most people I've ever met. You have this really great ability to talk to the Lord intimately um, through your music and to give him a voice through it as well, to speak um, to the body, to speak to people individually. Super powerful. And I believe that comes through your journey, just what you're talking about. Absolutely. Like Sons and Daughters, for example, is more of a... um it's first person from his perspective. Yeah. And that is rare. It's like it's like picking up Jesus um, calling, you know, daily devotional where you're you're reading this as if Jesus was speaking it to you. And um, I've heard, you know, some people say, Man, I've got a I've got kind of got an issue with that. I'm like, Well, if you read the prophets and it says, Thus saith the Lord in there, and you're reading it, what's the difference? If you put a melody to that and you know that the context of what you're singing is exactly what came out of Scripture, you can't mess it up. And I love Misty Edwards where uh, she was interviewed one time and and the guy interviewing her said, what's your favorite way to write and how do you come up with lyrics? And she said, oh man, I just open up the Bible and just start singing because the Holy Spirit rides that thing like a chariot. (laughs) And I just went, that is epic. He rides that thing like a chariot. I'm like, oh, it's so good. Because you can just take scripture and sing it. But if it's literally part of the scripture, especially in the prophets, where it says, Mm -hmm. you know, thus say the Lord, or the Lord said, or listen to the Lord your God, he is saying this, and you sing it, Mm -hmm. man, you want to talk about impact. You know, this is something I've thought about in Hebrews. It says, you know, that Jesus is interceding on our behalf. So he's praying all the time, all the time for us. And so when we pray, the best thing we can do is join in with what Jesus is already praying on our behalf. Like that's real agreement, right? Um, but also, you know, it says that in, in Zephaniah three seventeen, it says that he sings over us, right? Mm-hmm. And quiets us. So I think he's also singing as well. Yeah. And so when we go, God, what is the song you're already singing? Well, that's already being sung about you in heaven and help us to hear that song that's never been heard here that we can bring it into this place, that we can bring it into this sphere, bring it into the earth. Right. Um, and again, somebody I heard was talking about, you know, musicians, artists um, in general are sensitive people. And it's almost like said about us. No, I'm not. No, I'm yeah, not. Exactly. It's, it's said in like a negative way. Right. You know, it's like, it's kind of a slam, but it's really, um, it's really a gift from God. We're meant to be sensitive to the things of heaven and bring them into this place and bring them into the earth. And that's something that you do really well. Um, as a songwriter. Well, I appreciate that. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> you owe me big time. <laughs> what call... nice things are you going to say about me? <laughs> Hang on. Let me, let me pull out this scroll. <laughs> Get back with me. No. That's uh, good. So, yeah, man, super powerful. And I'm excited to see what all the God's going to do with you as we get to journey together as friends, um, as brothers. And it's really a family here at Iron Bell uh, Ministries and Iron Bell Music. So we, we're learning as musicians and 
uh, as artists and his family, how to celebrate each other and mm-hmm. how to do this thing together well. And I can't wait to see God just uh, use your gifts and use you in a powerful way. Because, um, you know, you, you've really you stepped into something through your journey. Like, you know, that's the thing. People don't know the journey. They don't know. They just think, oh, this person is talented. And now they're doing whatever they do. And they're just, you know, they're just like overnight thing. But it's not. There's a story there that was um, that was hard at times. Mm-hmm. Because you, you're still learning. Um, God's not out to crush your dreams. You know, no. it's that you didn't realize what your dreams really were uh, in their purest sense. But so yeah. much about what we do here is it models the Joseph journey. So Joseph in the Old Testament of how he's got this dream as a young man, yeah. right? But that process that God gets you to your dream is dream fulfillment, but it's getting your character ready for your destiny, right? Yeah. My character wasn't ready for my destiny. No. And um, But also, uh, when you're doing dream fulfillment, it's are you doing the right things mm-hmm. at the right time, in the right place, with the right people? I wasn't with the right people in the right place at the right time all in a lot of my life, but God was using all of that to prepare me for the, for such a time as this, really. Yeah, this uh, Proverbs 16, 9 says, A man's heart plans his way, but the Lord directs his step. So all this time, <laughs> he's been directing your steps, even when you were trying to get out of step, but you really wanted what he wanted. I did. You know, you I know you well enough to know that you were always really wanting what he wanted. You were just like anyone like me in my journey at times going, I am bitter and jaded over this journey. Right. And I don't know how to stop and ask you what to do anymore because I feel like this thing I want is just something I'm not allowed to have. Right. But I don't really know it's distorted. It's know? Or it's a mirage that you keep grasping for and you're like, I'm not, I'm just not going to fall for that bait anymore. And everybody but, has those. Yep. Um, it's, maybe it's music for us or it's this using our gifts in some way. Mm-hmm. Um, that makes a difference, you know, and we get to see uh, us, like our dreams are connected to that. Us getting to step into that. For others, it's something else entirely different. But it's that dream that the Lord has planted in you in its purest sense, you know. So my encouragement for you who are listening is God really is into dream fulfillment. Mm-hmm. But it's it's in alignment with his will and his desires and his purposes. He's mm-hmm. not out to crush your spirit. He's he is more interested in getting you to that place where you are fully alive to your passions and your purposes yeah. than you are. He, mm-hmm. It's in his best interest to get you to that place because he's about, uh, when Jesus said, I came that, he said, I came that they might have life and life to the full. Yeah. I came to destroy the works of the devil. I came to make all things new. I came to preach the kingdom of God. Usually somewhere our passions line up with somewhere in the, in that framework where Jesus said, I came to, and it's in God's best interest to get you into a place where your passion is lining up with one of those missions. Mm, so good. Well, let's let's pray. Yeah. Why don't you go ahead and pray for us? God, we th- I just thank you that you are a God of... Um, purpose, that you're full of purpose, that you're full of passion, that your purpose and your passion make ours um, pale in comparison, that it's, there's no comparison to <clears throat> how intentional you are, that you're a good father and you're a good shepherd, and that no matter where we find ourselves in this journey, and more than likely, everybody that's listening is somewhere on that path, just like just like Joseph, whether you feel like you're in a pit or you've been sold into slavery, 
and that dream that you had um, when you were younger um, just hasn't been fulfilled. But God, for Joseph, he was one dream away from the palace. Hmm. And that this whole um, journey that we're on is process and it's character development. And um, the more we surrender to you, Lord, the the smoother that typically goes, not all the time, but it's just, it's surrender to you and that you're a good father that wants to lead us into these places where we get to impact the world with you in partnership through our purpose, the, the purpose that you made us for. And that you're not out to crush our dreams, mm. but you're out to fulfill them because you're the God that can kill 10,000 birds with one stone. So you are literally moving us mm-hmm. into our purposes, our passions that you designed, that you knit us together, that you're the Psalm 139 God that knew every intimate detail about us before we were even formed. And you want to see us come into uh, the fullness of that reality. Mm. Amen. Awesome. That's so good. Thank you. I am Stephen McWhorter um, with Joel Gertis, and that is it for us on the Iron Bell Ministries podcast. Uh, again, you know, we're excited about the coming uh, release this July uh, for Iron Bell Music. So one of the ways for you to find out more about that, which is important, is to go to ironbellmusic.com. That's ironbellmusic.com. And you can put in your email address, and we will let you know everything you need to know about what we're going to ready to release this year. Uh, and... Uh, We hope you'll do that. Again, that's it for us here on Iron Bell Ministries Podcast. Have a great week.